Hey everyone, welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Eliza Kelly, and today I am connecting with Maisie. She is the tarot reader um, behind Tarot by Maisie on Instagram. So obviously you know that she has all of the tea on the decks. <laughs> she is a sun in Aquarius, moon Leo, rising Aquarius, which makes her born at dawn and also a full moon baby. So it's going to be a, a great conversation. We already know. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Maisie. Thanks for joining okay. us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you get to be who you are today? <laughs> Well, um, I've always been interested in tarot. Uh, and I mean, I started when I was 15, I picked up a deck, I was just like, fascinated beyond belief, <laughs> right away. And uh, it kind of it grew into like a hobby and a really intense interest, I guess I'd say. And then it didn't really become a thing until I started my business a little over four years ago, um, when I was in grad school in England. I was just trying to make a couple bucks so I could g travel back to the United States and like escape the visa net because I started on Etsy and uh, it was never meant to like become a huge thing for me and it was never meant to go super far I just like never expected it but I honestly I can't imagine my life without it now it's become such an integral part of my everyday where um, I'm like interacting with people I'm growing the business I'm using real world skills that I've learned in my career as a digital journalist uh, to, to see it grow and it's been so amazing to watch it and I mean but nothing is more gratifying than getting emails saying I cannot believe that you just told me that I've been dwelling on this for years I thank you so much for like enlightening me I just I, I always knew it but I needed to tap into it and you've helped me do that I mean I just love tarot reading and being being able to do that for other people so how do you think and this is like a pretty heavy question to just kick off with um but you're an Aquarius, you can handle it. Um, <laughs> how do you think tarot works? Like, why do you think it's um, so effective? I love that question. <laughs> we, we're um, not we're not bullshitting at all anymore. It's fucking 2020. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. <laughs> I uh, I think tarot is it's about laying out our thoughts in a physical form. So to me, I find it similar to journaling our feelings, where like if you're journaling, all of your thoughts are like messy, they're rambling, they're all over the place, they don't really make sense in the moment, but you're just kind of like laying everything on the table. And I think that tarot is much the same where like, if you're shuffling, and you're just pulling a couple cards, those are your thoughts that are actively falling out onto the table. And they're messy, and they're rambling, like there could be a card over here, that means one thing, a card over there, that means another thing, but they, they do connect. And my job as a tarot reader is to be that translator for you. And um, like basically the editor to your journal. Well, obviously, look, like you've mentioned this, you know, person a couple times, you have a problem with that person. I don't know. It's like, it's the same way with tarot. Um, so it's really a way to like piece together all the floating things in your head so you can see the bigger picture, bigger and microscopic picture together, really, and find a form a narrative. Uh, that's, I, I would say that I describe my practice with astrology um, or with any divination in very very similar terms um i don't believe that you know uh there are a deck of cards that have all the answers to your future embedded within them but i believe that there are decks and there are uh, astrologers and there's interpretations that can really 
expand one's perspective so tremendously that it can feel like fortune telling. You know, it can feel like um, th- your future is being uh, prophesized. But ultimately, it's really a conversation about what currently exists in your reality, what has happened, and then the, you know, what's how to either continue to manifest those things or end or change or transform and the dialogue between exactly what you're saying you know this the story that is being laid out either through tarot or through astrology um is very much a reflection of one's consciousness Mm -hmm. and what's funny to me is that like I you know obviously we have I mean as a tarot reader I have my like personal thoughts on each card and those are my personal interpretations but some cards for me I have like a couple interpretations that could go either way and I think that's kind of similar with astrology where like you see a certain aspect and that could mean this for you or it could mean this for you and it depends on like the other aspects that are happening in the chart or the other cards that are laid out on the table that really give you the bigger picture so I think that's one misconception that people have about tarot is that like it is they say, oh, well, you know, isn't it kind of the same every time? Or like, you know, it, there's only one meaning for every card. And that's not true. It's it's really like taking all the cards into one form so that you're able to give a linear perspective on like what's happening. It's really creative. And I and that's one thing that people deal with, I think, that it's hard for them to grasp. <laughs> so one, um, when we were, before we were mic'd up and we're recording, we were talking about um, this idea of finding your own creative voice within one of these practices. Is that something that you could speak to? Totally. I mean, I think that, I think, so I get so many questions uh, every day about like how I started and how I can, they can run a business like me and, and how do I create spreads and how do I do that? And I think it's just really interesting because I didn't really know what I was doing half the time as I've been growing this business. You know, it's all about putting yourself out there and, and seeing what bites. Um, There's two ways to look at this. You could talk about artistic ways to do tarot, but you could also talk about business side and both of them are about putting yourself into the unknown and you learn by doing. So uh, finding your own creativity and your own path really is about bringing something special to the table. And I think everyone has something unique to bring to the table. So I can give you all my tools. I can give you everything that I know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to come up with the same interpretations or like idea about tarot that I do. And you shouldn't. I mean, that's not how it works. Everyone has something different to bring. And so you should be able to do that for yourself. And I can't, I can't help you with that last little part. I think everyone should understand that it tarot is open to everyone and you can you can do it yourself you just need to like figure out all the tools have a base and then make your own way through it what do you recommend for beginning to study i know that when i was studying tarot i had a very i mean i i really like in very good form to all of my virgo and capricorn energy i like when i study something i assume a student role like i yeah (laughs) like i i really had the privilege and the opportunity to like you know be in classes around tarot um -hmm. so i feel very grateful because i learn best in with a teacher and not through self-study um because i just I self-study is just I not I, I don't have as much accountability of learning so for those who are trying to 
work to trying to understand how to memorize all the different cards or to move step out of the booklet like or do you think it's okay to read from the booklet or what are your thoughts on sort of you know deepening your language and your understanding with the deck Mm -hmm. well um my my thought on that is that you should you know get a deck that you bond with that you just like resonate with in some way it doesn't have to be for a certain reason it just could could be because you feel it and then look through every card and kind of figure out your initial thoughts on the deck after that you look at the booklet and you kind of make assumptions and figure out a traditional way of speaking that the booklet wants you to do and then after that you look beyond i mean you should just dive into books dive into articles like look at all pieces of information um because everyone has different ideas about what the devil means what the what the tower means and learning more and more and more will help you figure out what you think it means especially with certain decks i mean bonding with one deck the tower can mean one thing for you and then bonding with another deck the tower can mean a, a different thing with that deck for you so it's about getting as much information as possible so that you can form your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. I wanted to swoop in and introduce you guys to a service that is always important, but especially right now as we are navigating this very strange moment and everything is really uncertain and bizarre. So the resource is betterhelp.com and it is a chat and video and text message service to connect with licensed therapists so that you can receive the help that you need in a private and comfortable and COVID outbreak friendly way. I am a huge advocate of therapy. I have been in therapy myself for a decade and I genuinely do not think that I would be able to do the majority of the work that I do as an astrologer if I wasn't also treating myself through traditional counseling services. So for those of you guys who are between therapists, who are therapists, therapy curious, <laughs> uh, this is an amazing resource. And if you use the code that I have uh, through my partnership with them, you can get 10% off. So it is betterhelp.com slash stars like us. Uh, so again, that is betterhelp.com slash stars like us, and you will get 10% off through that URL. So don't be shy. Take advantage of this. It's an amazing resource and opportunity. Um, do you do you think that there are any tools that people can use for memorizing things? Oh, I love it. Um, I, I, I like I like writing down things but that's you know partially because I just bond with words I'm a I'm a writer you know an editor uh so for me it's been really helpful to take a card and then just write down everything I feel about the card what I see what's going on that's one way to do it another way to do it that I found helpful is um especially for court cards to place them with someone that I know that really embodies that court card trait yes I co-sign you know? that and um, I kind of did the same thing with astrology when I was when I was like picking up on zodiac signs and learning about zodiac signs. I was like, oh, Gemini, totally like this person I know, and that person I know, and that person I know. They share all these traits, and um, that was really easy for me because it was just like a signifier, like okay, there, that card. I think about that person, and in, in in the way that you establish, of course, like it's not just <laughs> everyone's different, but but yeah, it's 
I think that's really helpful and it's like super easy to click with. Yeah, I mean, it's like Michael Scott's uh, technique in the office where he's like, no hair, insecure. <laughs> maybe pizza like uh, pete like (laughs) like it's like the i mean maybe it is as ridiculous as michael scott but you just don't say it to other people and keep it to yourself (laughs) but it's uh i i definitely agree with that i remember um when i in my early days of working with tarot i was dating a narcissist and i would pull the seven of swords card all the time and now whenever i see that um you know, to me, that is the fusion of, you know, what that card, how that card shows up, you know, so if I'm reading for myself, and I see that card, I'm like, Oh, God, like, who's stealing my energy. Um, But if I'm reading for someone else, and I see that card, then I know to metabolize their experience through that lens. So I might ask, you know, is, is, are you sure that you know exactly what's going on in the situation? Like, are you sure that you, everybody is on the same page? Because that card is associated with that archetype to me. For you. That's the point. To it's me, all yeah. About the archetype for you, which is, is fascinating to me that, like, one, per, one tarot reader can read one card this way and another that way. Which is why it's so important to get as much information as possible so that you can form your own opinion. Because everyone's going to read them in a different way. And that's totally fine. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a creative art. It really is. And no great artist, no great writer could be a great writer without having their own voice. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with astrology and tarot, I think. So what techniques would you suggest in terms of like finding that voice? And I know that you alluded to it a little bit just a, a moment ago, but, you know, something that is definitely... I have heard concern from within my community is that it's such a saturated space right now. And there's no question about it. It really, really is. Um, I am amazed and marveled um, by, you know, and inspired by how much uh, this, the spiritual work resonates with people at this time. I'm not surprised because we are in a massive moment of crisis on the collective level so we are becoming more self-reflective in order to make sense of the chaos of everything um happening yeah yeah. so I under like it's also you know I get why we have turned our instagrams from taking pictures of foamy cappuccinos to tarot spreads but there's no question that a lot of people are out there right now um trying to either monetize or build or simply just you know offer their services so how with so much noise can you ensure that your voice is not just regurgitating someone else's totally um I think the best way to go about that is to figure out how you do your practice like figure out a couple adjectives that describe you um for instance mine might be like positive and light and then creative or unique or something like that and in in those adjectives there are ways that you can present yourself so that they reflect them I think this is also more of a business question as opposed to a like how you read question because I'm sure there are other readers that read in a positive light as well you know but it's it's more about how you present yourself on social media what your colors are like you have to look 
organized and also like you um, have a face that people can follow and not I mean if you look at my Instagram it is super like like super Aquarius it's like airy and <laughs> colorful and all over the place and bright um, and like optimistic uh, but that's not going to resonate with everyone and so I think that you need to just follow your own your own path in the sense that like knowing that not everyone is going to resonate with you mm-hmm. and that's fine because the people who stick around are the ones that really matter um, I mean, I, there are, I'm sure plenty of tarot readers that are more occultist and dark and witchy and that's great. I love it. It's just not my style mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I, there are plenty of other people that would be into my style. So owning your style and your adjectives, whatever those adjectives are, is probably the best way to start. Yeah. I, I was also just speaking with Lindsay Mack, who's an amazing tarot reader, um, just a few days ago recording an episode of this podcast and we were talking about um you know obviously social media and the role that that plays in you know in building these astrology tarot divination whatever mystical businesses and i realized that i don't think i have really ever shared this before up until that conversation and there i think i just very quickly mentioned it um, but I do not follow my peers that I don't know personally. I don't mm-hmm. seek out astrology interpretations from, you know, just the internet. I don't absorb others' content. The astrology and the practitioner accounts that I follow are because I have created um, or have an existing personal relationship with that individual. Mm-hmm perhaps they've been on stars like us and that's how we connected or we knew each other prior to all of this you know Instagram stuff um, which is the case actually with a lot of the people that are my peers in astrology is that we all studied together so we know each other through that but I don't I try to really be very mindful of how much external interpretation I'm taking in because I know that it, I am very absorbent. You know, I am a Pisces moon and it's, <laughs> I, I, it, even if I try not to, my interpretations are going to be influenced by others. And I want to, you know, my interpretations to be very special and to be uh, very distinctive and to have the voice and, and the vision that just flows directly through me rather than, you know, is a, rewording of something that already exists um Uh so to me that is like such that's such an important part of my uh creative and professional life and I feel it's very important to share that because we don't really often talk about those types of things yeah I mean it is like to follow uh, other practitioners is is a double-edged sword because it is really important to see what everyone else is doing. You can also learn from other people. But um, then you just start to question yourself about whether this has been done before and how am I wording this and is that, you know, um, that person's interpretation of that influencing my discussion right now. So I try, I try really hard to make sure I'm following people, but I'm not like investing my time in and looking into their stuff as much because I find that it's, it might dull my own personal voice. So it's, and this is, this is also helping you like make your own 
path. Like you're making your own ideas by not engaging so much. I know that kind of seems counterintuitive. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're right to say it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, like we obviously want to support one another within the community and elevate their uh, vision and their visibility, I should say, um, and be, you know, we don't want to be, totally isolated and removed um we also need each other though to like to gain more exposure especially on social media i mean like people think that we're all against each other but to be honest it's really collaborative (laughs) in the space so yeah i mean you you need each other you need to follow each other i totally get where you're going with that yeah but at the same time i feel like if you the listener you the the omniscient the omniscient individual are uh trying to build something you know professionally and not just have a you know a a platform for your personal musing um I do think that being very distinctive and clear with like what information is you're absorbing and how that could or um is or might not be influencing you just that consciousness is really important because that is to me you know not becoming so uh, first of all I mean I get totally overwhelmed by all the stimuli um and especially when like a big from an astrological perspective transit is upcoming um you know like even the new moon or a full moon can be a lot but right now at the time of this recording the Saturn is going to be moving into Aquarius and obviously yep. a lot of interpretations and feedback. Saturn returns coming up. <laughs> Your Saturn return is coming up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby girl. All I right. know. <laughs> I'm getting stoked. <laughs> Are you a 12th house or first house Saturn? Um, I am a first house Saturn. Well, at least you're going to know what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's coming <laughs> my way. I know what's happening. But I, I also feel like I've gone through so much in my life already that I've learned a lot of lessons. So maybe it won't be, it won't be too bad. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that's exactly what I said. <laughs> As a, you know, similarly Saturn ruled person, Capricorn rising, um, Saturn very, you know, Saturn conjunct my ascendant, my ascendant's 12 degrees, my Saturn seven. Um, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I already have like, I'm already dealing with all of my daddy issues and I already have worked so hard and I know so much but nope Saturn gets you where you didn't know it could (laughs) kicks your ass yeah Yeah, I mean I'm I'm hoping for the best expecting for more of the worst (laughs) I I I love um I think just the Saturn return is extraordinary it's such an important time and it's really like uh, such a palpable difference before and after I remember working you know I was a practicing astrologer before my Saturn return but it was during my Saturn return that I really built um like you know client base and business and I mean everything really has happened during my Saturn return um there was there was a before and that was just a lot of lessons and then there was the Saturn return which uh, was just and you'll have this too which which is Saturn crossing your ascendant at the same time and just massive implementation which was really I hard feel that right now actually because I, I feel like I've gone through a lot of lessons but then I mean of course everything may shift and I might like you know 
move or like whatever. I don't know, like multiple things could happen at once, but it is in the process of like rebuilding myself, I think. Cause I'm feeling, I'm feeling on the precipice of like new life right now. I feel I'm, I'm in a new place and I'm, I'm now like putting more effort than ever into uh, my business. And it's just, it's growing so rapidly and I'm doing so many major things that I just, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be transformative as you say. Yes. It's, it's such an important milestone. Um, and it really just makes things better. Um, even though it's very painful to deal with, but everything in this amazing divine timing, you know, like comes exactly when it needs to come. And when, if we were, we could never handle a Saturn return when we were younger, you know, it's, we don't, we wouldn't have this, we wouldn't have the strength or the perspective through this podcast. And, um, in my life, I have clients of all different ages and I've spoken to people of all different ages, um, in this setting as well. And it is extraordinary to me, you know, the, the way that either clients or people I interview communicate when they're, uh, in their early twenties versus Mm -hmm. people when they're, past Saturn return and I guess still I I I have uh, several clients but I don't know if I've ever interviewed anyone who was in their second Saturn return yet um maybe I have maybe one person but I do have a few clients who are in their second Saturn return which is also a fascinating expression of that energy but you know something that I guess to sort of loop this all back to business and uh growing and and all of that good stuff like I think that staying true to exactly where you are is also a very important um, aspect, no pun intended, of any like mystical practice because I really could not speak to Saturn return experiences before my Saturn return. And I also, you know, I most of my clients um, were also around my age. They were my peers. And as I continue to grow up and I continue to mature, I'm absorbing clients, you know, who are younger than me now significantly because I'm getting older and they just keep getting younger. So they're younger than me, but they're also my age. So we're growing up together and then older clients as well. And my perspective of what they're going through is obviously informed by um, my relationship to understanding the cycles but even still you know like I'm gonna get older and I'm gonna learn a lot more and I'm gonna continue to advance and I'm going to have new perspectives and new understandings and I hope to one day be a mother and that will be have provide such different context and um and I think that being just very honest about what like your one's own personal maturity and development is so key and critical um, and is definitely one of the things I had to learn during my Saturn return because I think that as such a Saturn Capricorn person who's always felt ancient (laughs) and like so much older than everyone else even though you know I'm a summer baby and I was actually on the younger side of my class um, I was like I thought that I knew everything and I thought that I could relate to any experience and it turns out that even though I can empathize, um, it really is time that allows perspective and depth of knowledge. Well, hundred percent. I mean, that's kind of like, um, the, as you're talking, I'm just thinking of like 
the major arcana <laughs> from fool to world. I mean, there's so much life experience that happens there. And I kind of feel like the world um, or the tower comes up multiple times in your life. Like you, it's not just like we went through an experience and now it's over. When you get to the world and you have a realization, you go back to the fool. It's like a consistent book after book, chapter after chapter kind of experience uh, in life. And, and you learned a little bit more each time. So, yeah, I mean, being open to learning. I think the one thing that people miss in business is that they think that they know everything in the spiritual business. You know, like my way is the only way, my way the highway. I, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't need to learn anything, which is not true. Like you are always learning. We always are learning. So Aquarius and me, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, you have to be open to learning more and that's the only way that you can, you know, give better advice. And, and like you said, understand more of who the younger generation is and who that, that person is in this lifetime and this section of their life. And yeah, I mean, just being open to, to not knowing everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I always like thinking of different exercises, um, not physical ones. In fact, I actually could do some hot tips on those. <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 I'm actually quite limited to just my hot yoga practice on that end. I always am thinking of different like mental exercises. And especially because working with horoscopes can become so monotonous. Oh my and God, I I'm editing those things all the time. And I'm like, I can imagine doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it can become oh, very exhausting. Um, I it's you know there's 12 signs the planets sometimes do cool things but most of the time they just kind of loop a doop a doop around and I mean and you also have to make up like random situations you know like this could mean that you know an ex comes back into play but yeah just, I mean like, the, have to be creative in the writing way that horoscopes is an extraordinary art and it's the blend of situation and advice and relatability um like it's fucking hard. Um, it's definitely I so admire people, astrologers who it comes very effortlessly to. It's very it's a very big challenge for me. It's not the intuitive way that I process astrology, but it's obviously, you know, part of uh, the you know, it's it's part of being an astrologer <laughs> or at least the type of astrologer I am today. But because I am always you know churning out this content for different publications or different projects um, I try to uh, challenge myself by thinking of having these different creative exercises um, where I you know sort of expand my consciousness and my literacy um, so one exercise could be like what is the opposite of everything you think about with a sign or a planet oh, or a tarot that. card. That's so fascinating. Yeah, and yeah, to focus on. I just wanted to say I love it. Yeah, and to like just approach everything through a negatives, you know, and through yeah. what you don't uh, connect it to, and then see sort of what comes from that, or to create sort of this like overarching theme, and to read everything through the theme of that lens, you know. So like if we're in the theme of money like how does self relate to money how does money relate to money how does community relate to money how does home relate to money and have like an entry point um into your entire perception of what the universe 
of either astrology or tarot or whatever it could be and to keep sort of learning and unlearning by by pushing what by by exploring different dimensions of what you know and what you don't know um and just becoming this like ever expansive entity of perspective you know right like pushing yourself to think of it differently I actually I've started doing that recently just I mean I have exercises too and one of my exercises recently has been um to look at tarot cards that are coming up in a spread uh through zodiac signs not just major arcana we all know that you know I I don't know if we all know (laughs) if you don't know uh every every zodiac sign has is associated with a major arcana card but in the minor arcana, there are a bunch of cards that are associated with zodiac signs too. So two, three, four, you know, if all four suits indicate cardinal signs and then so on and so forth, cardinal, fixed, and mutable signs. And so I've been labeling out, you know, what I'm seeing in my readings. And then it's been really fascinating to watch because I'm I'm seeing all this like Virgo energy and, and how that relates to what we're asking. And, and um, it's, I've actually started just, reading through it and going, Hey, well, do you have any Virgo in your chart? Because I'm feeling like there's a lot going on here. Or does this other person have Gemini in their chart whatever it is? And it's actually, it's been working out really interestingly because I mean, not everyone knows what their chart looks like, but the people who, who do are like, well, actually, yeah, I'm a Gemini moon or whatever it is. And I'm picking up on that through a different lens. And I'm also finding out different def- definitions for the cards based on the zodiac signs too for for instance like uh like two of swords as libra it's like you know kind of indecisive and and or or going one way and then going the other way you're kind of like back and forth and that's you know just something another element to add to the reading and i'm picking up on different things based on that so I, i love the idea of like pushing yourself to get a different creative exercise in there Yes. And you find you may find stuff that you didn't even realize was was there in the first place. Yes, there's I think that there's um, just the, the like fight club shit. There's no like the only rule is there is no rules or whatever. <laughs> like it's uh, to allow and going back, I guess, looping it into this greater creativity of this language um, to explore, to play, to test yourself um is the best way to learn and to absorb and share I think this information and it really does ensure that um the insight and your interpretations are creative and unusual or dynamic and interesting and that they're not getting boring because like monotony is a real thing in even in the cosmos and in the astral plane you know I mean, they say, you know, keep your marriage alive by doing extra stuff, fun stuff, like spice it up. It's it's the same thing with your love of astrology or tarot. Like it's it's a similar thing. You got to do different things to keep it, keep it lively and and see other perspectives. Yes, absolutely. So um, what are some like good pointers for someone who, or what are the things that you have done to grow your business um, and to work with this material that you would either recommend or what are some of the things that you uh, would do differently that you could share with our listeners? I definitely recommend, even though I hate to say it, I definitely recommend hopping on social media. Uh, it is it is all, it is time consuming and it can be 
a bit toxic if you get too involved. And so I, I'm always trying to make sure that like I'm got, I've got a good balance going on. But it is really helpful for exposure and uh, growing your business. In and on social media, it's you'd want to make sure you're posting consistently. Uh, that you you might want to include a series that people can follow. Like I have a Mondays with Maisie series, and it's like a pick a card kind of thing, and people love that. <laughs> it's crazy, and I I didn't know that they would love it until I tried it, and that I think attracts a lot of people because they're you know seeing it, sending it to their friends. And I, I gain followers pretty much every post that I do with that. And so that's really important, creating a series that people can follow that people are interested in. Um, also making sure you're engaging with every comment that's that's coming your way, every DM. Uh, it's, it can be tiring, but it is, it's a good way to learn more information um, about tarot like that maybe you didn't know or whatever your, your thing is um, that maybe you didn't know. And it's also a way to keep other people interested. Like no one's going to talk to you on the phone if you're not talking back. <laughs> so you have to seem like a real person and therefore respond. And then the last thing, if we're still talking about Instagram, I would say it's, or maybe even YouTube or anything else, but Im implementing some sort of video in your um, business is, is also really important because again, people need like to know that they're talking with a real person and there's no better way to do that than to be as in person as possible. Totally. Yeah. So it's a little scary. And I remember I'm like son of my 12th house, like freaked out. I was so shy as a kid. <laughs> I shouldn't, I did not talk. Um, so all of this like publicity and exposure, like the, I've, I've gotten more and more and more over the years and it's just been, it's been a little bit frightening for me, but you really just have to step out of your comfort zone and um, and get out there and it, it will come back to you uh, plentifully, bountifully. Yes. Um, I think that there's so many different ways to approach building a an unusual, non-traditional, self-generated business. And at the end of the day, like lean into the strengths that you have and explore those very deeply. Um, and so know that you're going to be doubtful too. Like I have doubts. I'm every, every business owner has doubts. Like there are periods of doubt where you're like, what am I doing? And, and, um, I hope this is right. And you just, you, you are putting it out there for a reason. Like it is the right thing to do. And you know what you're talking about. You just have to keep telling yourself that and reminding yourself of it and leaning again, like you said, leaning into the strengths. It's kind of, uh, like a, a little confidence booster if you if you are feeling down to look at your reviews or something like that where it's like this person is so great like just reading over that can can automatically shift your mindset so you're like you know what I'm good I know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah I mean one of the one of the primary rules of magic and is that like attracts like and mm -hmm. um abundance is you know c connects to abundance so when we even if it's like oh I want to expand and I want to do other things and I don't want to just be this one you know I don't want to like pigeonhole myself um, leaning in to the things that just come very effortlessly and are very easy to for you to do at least as you get started is a great way of being able to just generate that Jupiter thinking and generate um, more opportunity and then of course you know as you grow and more platforms uh, open themselves up to you um, you can experiment but I would say like focusing on things that just 
feel don't feel hard um, is an amazing way to sort of spearhead and connect um, your future self to your present self. Totally. I mean, it's like creating that vision for you. Like you're already seeing it. You're already feeling it. It's going to happen. I mean, I use law of attraction on a day to day basis when I'm doing readings because uh, my readings are are um, uh, more often than not like via email, which is what I started and how I began, which seems so weird to a lot of people. And um, it was weird even to me when I first started. I was like, I don't even know if this is going to work. But with the law of attraction and just sitting down and thinking, I actually like envision um, people responding to my emails and going, thank you so much. Like this is the, exactly the clarity I needed. And so I've, I, I envision that happening as I'm shuffling and I'm trying to like connect with this person because I have to be that bond and that, that, that bond between us. Cause they're not sitting in front of me. <laughs> I have to like create that energy bond. So what does it mean to give readings over email? So when I first started the business, I, as I mentioned, I was, I'm very shy or I used to, I don't know. I'm growing into my shell a little bit, but I, uh, I just didn't want to put myself out there too much. I didn't know what I was doing really. So I, I start, I said, this is going to be over email and I didn't want to talk to someone on the phone. Cause I was like afraid of being on the spot. I don't know. Um, I obviously read for people in person. I've done like galas and events and, and all sorts of stuff. So it's not like I don't read for people in person. It's more like this was the way that I could, I could read anywhere in the world and I could travel. I could, I could do it on my own time. I have like a day job, you know, I work out in the morning. Like I have, I have a system that goes on and uh, it means that I basically get their name and where they're from through Etsy. I see their, you know, address and their name. And then I just, I sit down and I go and I just repeat to myself, okay, like Tracy is from Texas. She's a real person and she's asking me this question. And then once I get into that zone, then I start thinking about the response I would get from Tracy. It's really about creating the bond myself um, intuitively and growing intuition has been really fascinating to watch with that because like I'm all alone in this. Like I'm, I'm making this happen. I'm getting and the things I've been pulling out have been so fascinating, but it, I, don't, I don't know. It works. That is some, the all, I'm all alone is some real pre-Saturn return shit you just shared with us. <laughs> Saturn has never channeled stronger than in that moment. But does, do you have, do you like uh, take pictures of the spread? Do you describe what you're seeing? Do you just, is there like a certain amount of paragraphs that you offer or is it just person to person? It is very personalized. So I will take a picture of the, the spread. I mean, it's not, yeah, I'll take a picture of the spread and I'll go through each card. Um, I'll also pull, typically I'll pull a, like an energy, I call it an energy card, but it's like an overall card. Or if um, a flyer card pops out as I'm shuffling, then I'll, I'll take that into account as well. With, for each card, I usually write about like, I don't know. It depends. It depends on the card really and, and where it stands in the spread, but like, it's usually around like two to three paragraphs per per card and it would be single spaced. So in general, like a six month kind of a head spread, that's six cards, that would be around like three and a half or three pages full, like single spaced. Holy with a fuck. Logo at the top. I, I'm a writer. It's like really, it's actually really easy for me to just like go, okay, here's the information and then like, just like write it out. It just flows out of me. The harder part is actually the shuffling because I, you know, again, I have to like, I have to really be in the zone. <laughs> I can't be like sick or hungover or like uh, distracted and there can't be noise. Like I, it's just, 
I have a really selective. How long does <laughs> like, it take apparently. you to write three pages single spaced? I mean, like 35 minutes. What? So. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I love writing. It's it's great. I don't know. I feel like I express myself better through writing. So it just comes really naturally to me. Um, and I can just like go and type. I'm a fast typer. I don't know. That's what my sister says. <laughs> Holy fuck. I mean, this is making me revisit everything. I'm I'm going to have like a total existential meltdown after this. How fascinated you are by this. <laughs> I mean, I, I love writing. I am. I definitely feel like a writer, but I... I don't know, maybe it's my uh, moon, my moon Mercury opposition, but it takes me so long to write. I am so like meticulous about the sentence structure and then I read it back and there's to the flow and I uh-huh. put myself yeah. in the state of mind of the reader versus the writer and then I get critical about my word choice and then I become obsessed so- with like... Um, creating I don't know it's are you better like in person when you do readings or through words like well, I don't writing? do I don't do written readings okay uh, well because I was um I feel like for me when I talk I am like you when you write like I I stutter and I like freak out about like what I'm saying and I'm like oh my god I missed a word or oh my god that sounded weird like <laughs> like public speaking is my worst nightmare of all time and because I just I can't remember I like freeze up and I don't know what I'm talking about but when it comes to writing I for some reason it just comes out more naturally so I don't know I mean it's just different for every person I guess I don't think about what I'm writing I just like let it go and I think those are the best the moments when intuition can really like shine because you're not thinking about it I I I mean, I'm blown away right now, and uh, I also feel like, holy fuck, maybe I need to stop writing horoscopes all the time because they're oh killing God, me, so and, <laughs> and for <laughs> someone else, they could just flow out of them. Holy fuck. Um, I, I <laughs> That's crazy. Definitely some things. We learn every minute of the day. <laughs> I, I did not realize that it, one could have such an effortless experience with Well, with like creating interpretations with writing, like it's easy for me to to write, you know, like put put words on a page. But what makes it hard for me is creating meaning from it. Yeah. And like trying to interpret and like reflect the complexity and the dimension of all of the layers that I can understand and make sure that all of those layers are coming through. Um, in my written language is what makes you know is where I, I feel like it, I get very slow and uh-huh. I get very it feels very like sticky and molasses yeah I mean maybe you're just a speaker Fuck. you have a podcast so <laughs> thank <that's>... god <laughs> I would be fucked if I didn't right now <laughs> um okay well where could we find you where could we read your work that and where could we get readings from you? All of the good stuff. Um, well, you could find me on Instagram at Tara Babesi. You can also go to my website, www.terababesi.com. And uh, th- from there, you can find readings. Uh, I do like mini astrology readings. I do obviously like full-blown tarot readings. And I uh, am about to offer a tarot masterclass, a video masterclass course for those who want to learn more about tarot and um 
sort of get into the practice. So that's coming up sometime this year. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for creating the space with us today and for sharing your wisdom and your insight. And um, it's lovely to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. 